I saw a TikTok of this girl explaining how offended she is that a guy would ask her on a date and take her to the Olive Garden. She was so upset that this man, this young man, would take her for her first date to the Olive Garden. And people were uproar, very upset. Like, what the heck? Is this girl too good for the Olive Garden? Is this lady going to be very, very high maintenance in that aspect? And her response in some of the comments was like, no, I just want to make sure I have a good experience for the first date I have with this guy. And I thought to myself like, wow, that is very interesting that she's looking for that experience when it's just dinner, but it's not. This man is putting out his presentation for this date to say, here is what's to come for our relationship. Now, give or take, it may be an Olive Garden type of guy, a person who would say, hey, first date is Olive Garden. And that's, that's, that's nothing wrong with that. But the point of this whole thing that I mentioned this right now is because our customers are not looking for generic or simple or everyday Joe Jane. They're looking for an experience to wow them. In this episode, we're talking about the psychology of the wow factor in business. Welcome to the show. All right, welcome to the Psychology of Prosperity podcast. I'm Stephen Dela Cruz, your host, and welcome to the show. This is a show where we're going to talk about the psychology of prosperity when it comes to money, mindset, sales, marketing, business, everything to do to put you in the increase of your bottom line. So I am going to break down to you today about the topic of creating an experience for our prospects. Now, like the example I gave earlier, some people might roll their eyes and be like, oh my gosh, you're talking about that TikTok video of the lady complaining about Olive Garden. Nothing wrong with Olive Garden. By the way, I love Olive Garden. But the point I'm trying to make there is the aspect of this is the first, first date this gentleman's taking this lady. Now, honestly, if he really was balling on a budget, I think would have been better is to take her on a nice sunset picnic. A lot cheaper, by the way, but a different experience. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> Agree with me out there if you can. Uh, but, you know, it's about the experience. It doesn't have to be about the money. But the aspect of, like, are you going to take me on a picnic at the beach? You know, a nice sunset. Maybe go first date, go on a hike and bring up a bottle of champagne and some, um, you know, some uh, uh, sandwiches. But creating an experience is what that lady was after. And it's the aspect of in this day and age... There's so many men out there and women who are dating. And so it's a matter of like, how are you separating yourself from the pack? Are you going out of your way? And so in that same way, it's just like business. See, there's so many other barbershops out there. There's dime a dozen. There's so many different, I mean, chiropractors. There's so many different dentists. There's so many different coaches and teachers and different restaurants but the question is, is what is the experience like? You see, I love steak. <laughs> I'm a steak and potatoes kind of guy. And, you know, when you cook the steak, it's with butter, rosemary, garlic, you know, oil. The same thing. You can use the exact same steak. But the thing is, though, what makes a difference between where I get my steak at is in the experience where we go. See, one restaurant, they have, they make the um, Caesar salad table side, brand spanking 
fresh right in front of you. Caesar salad. They're tossing the the egg yolks and the oil and the sauce, and they're making the the, the Caesar salad right next to you. And the guy's wearing a nice tuxedo and. Where the other steak you can go to, let's say, <laughs> Outback Steakhouse, right? And so here's the thing. The, that meat is from the same cow. At least I hope so. <laughs> I don't know if Outback might be. Anyways, you know, so it's from the same cow. But the difference is, is the ambiance. The, there's a real candle at your table. Not just one of those fake plastic candles that they use sometimes. You know, it's the experience that makes all the difference of the steakhouse and where you go. And too many times, and I would say specifically guys itself, sometimes us guys don't really care about the experience. We don't think about the nitty gritty. A lot of girls, they do. They really care about the packaging. And shout out to Valentina. She was on my podcast, Life by Design podcast. Uh, she does everything excellent. She, she does a makeup line that she does, the brushes. And she really packages up her tissue paper that comes with the bag, has her logo on it, and she put, puts a little, like, very personalized, very, very great presentation rather than just the brushes. So she thinks about that kind of stuff. Now, I go to an, a, men's, a men's mixer, a men's group. There's no real, like, whatever. It's like, hey, grab whatever, eat whatever, you know, bring whatever food, grab a chair. You know, it's like there's no real experience that's being thought about. And there's nothing wrong with that. They ask because that's just how men are wired. That's how men are wired. So I want to challenge you today who are listening. What is the experience like in your business? If let's say, for example, I said earlier, a barbershop, what's the experience when they come in? What's the experience like when they walk right through your photography studio? Are you coming in and just very cold and dungy and there's no one to welcome you? Or is your photography studio very warm, inviting, and welcoming? My wife, you know, she shot these things called the boudoir photos, which are like intimate photos, not nude or whatever, not naked, but she does like in lingerie. She went to one studio and it was like, hey, come in. There's a dressing room. Go get changed. Meet us here in the studio when you're ready to shoot. And she did that. And that was one success. That was one successful studio that was doing that. But she went to another successful studio which actually had a lot more higher success. It was booked out months in advance, but right when she walked right in on a mirror in the front lobby, it had written on the mirror with a dry erase marker, welcome beautiful Angela. And then she goes into the restroom and in the restroom on, on the mirror written out again, it says, Angela, you are so gorgeous. Can't wait to shoot you. Signed, the photographer. Now, here's the crazy part of this. Ready for this? My wife was willing to pay double, I think triple the price of the other photographer for the lady that wrote her name on a mirror versus the, the photographer that didn't write her name in the mirror. And by the way, dry erase markers, less than two bucks to buy. Less, I mean, maybe even a dollar. You can buy a dry erase marker for a dollar at the Dollar Tree and write it on the mirror. You, Angela, make it very personal. Angela, you're, you're so beautiful. You're so gorgeous. Can't wait to shoot you. Sign the photographer. And it's just that little simple, small thing for my wife, it made a huge difference when it comes to her choosing what photographer she works with in the future. She's willing to pay triple the amount for the freaking dry erase marker. Now, here's the thing. I say it that way. The freaking dry erase marker. Only a dollar. Maybe took maybe less than two minutes to actually write in the both mirrors. But it made all the experience the better for Angela. And my wife was able to say, you know what? I want to go here from now on. Now, here's the thing. You know who else does this? It's a raving brand is Disney. 
Yes, Walt Disney, when he opened up Disney Park, Disneyland in Anaheim, he said, I want every single day to be as though it's the first day this park has ever opened. So he literally demands the cleanup crew to really clean the park every single night after it closes down as though it's the first day of opening. They have a whole cleanup crew, a whole painting crew that comes and repaints everything, a whole tree, a tree trimming crew. Even though the trees were trimmed last night, they'll still trim it again a little tiny bit. So that way it's just maintenance. But every single day, they'll have a painting crew walk through the whole building, everyone assigned to their own little sections, to double check everything and repaint the facility as though it's a brand new park every single day. The light bulbs are checked. You will never see a light bulb out at Disneyland. And that's just what's phenomenal about it, is that Walt Disney set that expectation. I want to make sure this experience is as if it's the first day the park has ever opened. So for you listeners out there, the question I have for you is this. Yes, you're providing an amazing service. You're providing an amazing product to, to sell to people. But how is the experience like buying from you? How is the experience like for the customer to go through your store, through your, your building, through your meeting, if you're a coach, through your sessions? How is the experience like for them? What is that exact experience? What feelings do they get from working with you? Yes, your product is amazing, but there's an experience behind it. See, Amazon knows this. Now, they're an online store. Like People just buy online. There's no real experience online. But here's the thing. Everyone knows when you open the package of Amazon, there's a specific thing. The, the bubble wrap's always the same. And the way it just delivers to you, even though all the products are all random products, there's an experience there. You see, Costco has an experience. We all know Costco is the cost, the place that you can get the free samples all around the, the, the areas. That's, a, that's, a, that's a part of the experience. Everything is thought through of how the experience is like for every single customer. Now, I want to talk about Costco and the experience there. Did you know that Costco loses money when they sell their rotisserie chicken for five bucks? With inflation, that rotisserie chicken should be at least 12 bucks. But that $5 rotisserie chicken is the same $5 as it was 25 years ago. <laughs> Isn't that nuts to think about? It's the same $5 rotisserie chicken as it was 20, 25 years. I don't know how long ago, but they said it, that's always been the same price. And why do they do that? Well, because they know that is their quote-unquote shamu, meaning that's what draws the people to Costco. They get access to cheap chickens like such. There's always a line, always, always a line. People are out there getting their chickens. But here's the crazy part. That chicken's in the very, very, very back of the store. So you have to walk through all the merchandise in the middle, which is all the seasonal stuff, and the clothes, and the food, and the samples, and this and that, before you can get your $5 chicken. And so they know you're going to buy more things. It's crazy. I come in there buying just a few things, but end up my cart becomes full. I'm spending a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one. But see, that's part of the experience. The experience of come on through. And in the experience, I know you're going to love the free sample, feeding your little belly, getting some more stuff. Then you're going to buy more. 
I mean, come on, Disneyland is so freaking expensive, but people will pay the money to have that experience. For me, whenever I host my seminars, I love to make sure the atmosphere is right. And the one I make my right is there's the five senses, the smell, the touch, the taste, the see, and the hear, right? Those are the five senses, the earring, the earring, the, the hearing. What, what are they hearing? What music is playing in the background? What are they smelling? What's the smell like? You know, when you go to hotels, a lot of times, the fancy hotels, they'll have the scent of vanilla. A lot of times, Nordstrom's will ha literally have, um, through their ventilation, scents of vanilla or lavender. Those two right there are buying scents. Buying to your senses. Your senses feel relaxed. It's trusting. It feels comfortable. Hence, makes you want to buy more. So what's the smell like? What's the sense going to happen there? What's happening around the area? Maybe for you who are realtors out there, you know what? Bake fresh cookies. Don't buy cookies at the store. Bake them at the house. So the house smells like a reek of fresh baked cookies. For those who are coaches or whatever else, obviously for those coaches online who are on Zoom, it's kind of hard to uh, maneuver with this stuff. But I've been part of online coaching programs where I join a program and then in the mail a few days later, I get a box of swag from from my uh, my coach who I just hired. I was going to make a t-shirt. A, a, a pad. They gave me some selfies, a selfie stick, all logo branded, but that's part of the experience. And then for me again, I love up lights, the colored up lights. It just sets the room to be very inviting and uh, sets a vibe. It sets like, uh, okay, we're, we're at an event. It sets the tone that we are at a special event. And then of course, I always want to include some sort of food or drinks when I can, I don't think I've ever had an event where there's no food. So if ever someone tells me that they're having an event, I say, is there going to be food? If they say no, I'm not coming. <laughs> I need there to be food. And you know, I'm part of a men's group. And men, you know, men are hit and miss, right? Sometimes they care about hospitality, sometimes they don't. But for me, I'm, like, I'm the one making sure I'm providing the best food. I'm making sure I'm always bringing the most sushi or the burgers or whatever. Making sure I'm providing the main thing because not just for them, but for me. <laughs> if I want to be involved, there's got to be food. And then also is the aspect of the music is being played, right? The music has to be inviting and warm. It depends on the environment. You know, grocery stores are told to play certain music because they want the customers to go through the aisles slowly, not just get their milk and leave. You're here for milk? Well, hey, you might also go ahead and pick up a box of cereal. You might go ahead and get some bread. You might also go ahead and get some meat. Oh, look, this is on sale. So they have all these different things where music plays a factor in these corporations as well. So that is something to consider in, in creating the, the five senses you have, the smell, the taste, the touch, the, um, the, the even the temperature of the room. If you ever go to any Tony Robbins events, they have the room freezing cold on purpose. Anytime you go to seminars, it's freezing cold. Why? They want you to stay awake. They want you to be alert. And they want everyone to cram in and get as close as possible because it's that connection. It's the community. Anyway, so that's the question I have for you is how is your experience when people come to your business? When people experience you, what's the experience they, they feel, they, they smell, they touch? All of that matters when it comes to business. I know some people, especially the dudes out there, are like, nah, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you right now, big corporations understand this. 
and it matters to them. I remember attending a seminar, and there's multiple speakers. Well, when one of the speakers came up, he actually handed out little individually wrapped Oreos, like, you know, like the little packets of like four Oreos in one little packet. And he gave it out to the entire audience of like 500 people. So ushers were walking around giving out Oreos. And they're like, don't eat it yet. When everyone has their Oreos, go ahead and I'll let you know when to eat it. And he goes, okay, now guys, open up your Oreos and enjoy this commercial. And it was a commercial, like a funny commercial of Oreos. But people are eating the Oreos and they're watching this and they're laughing. And I was like, what? This is so weird. Has not, this, this presentation I'm trying to listen to right now has nothing to do with Oreos. He is not sponsored by Oreos. But we're eating Oreos, watching Oreos. Long story short, what ended up happening is he explained, I just made sure your bellies are full. You had a, a good visualization of funny and laughter and trust. It was like a commercial of like a trusting thing. And then he went into his whole training. And at the very end, he gave a, uh, a sales pitch, which talks about the aspect of like, you have to sandwich your life like an Oreo, where it's hard outside, soft inside, and hard on the other side. And it'll be a very pleasant life that you'll be living. Join this program right now. And I was like, okay, there's a nostalgia of Oreos we just listened to, we just tasted maybe an hour ago. And that's part of the experience. And so he he spent a lot of money feeding everybody Oreos, but I'm very sure he made a good way to return. So once again, what is your experience like out there? Are you giving people the Disney experience? Did you know that the, the coffee grinder and the blender and all that stuff you hear at Starbucks is on purpose? They want you to hear all the blending and the grinding on purpose. It doesn't have to be that loud, but they want it loud because it's part of the experience. There's a book, shout out to this book, which is not my book. I'm not endorsing it. I'm not endorsed by it, but it is a book I definitely love to read. It's called The Starbucks Experience. It's uh, by Sean Welch. And it talks about the aspect of making it your own, the experience, saying people's names, everything matters, every little detail, the color scheme, the couch. They, you know, the, you know, Starbucks, they have an actual uh, district leader that goes around the different Starbucks to test the fluffiness of the couch. Think about that. They test the temperature of the room. They test, and if they don't do it, they write them up. Say, hey, your room is way too cold, or hey, it's way too hot. It needs to be exactly this temperature. Because they understand as a multi-billion dollar industry, multi-billion company, they understand every little bit of experience, every little detail matters. That's the book, Starbucks Experience, Five Key Principles to Drive Success. And that is the book I recommend for you to read. Listen, once again, the question I have for you is, what's the experience like when people come across your business? Do not stamp your business name. Don't say it's your business if you cannot control the experience that people have. When I came across this idea about the experience, that's when I decided to go from paper paper uh, cards, even if it was a very thick paper, to plastic. And then I went from plastic to metal. So if you ever see me and I give you a metal business card, that, my friend, is an experience. I'm giving experience with a metal business card, which is mine, that has my name on it. So create your experience in your business, and that's one of the ways to understand the psychology of prosperity is creating experience. 
create an experience for your customers and your customers will keep raving to come back to you. And just like for Angela, she'll prefer your business over the other business, not because it's a better product, it's the same exact product, but because of the experience. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you.